Hey guys, Gilbert Abraham here from Small Biz Tips. I am excited to bring you this amazing episode today. You're going to hear the story of Christy Peel, how she went from getting laid off from work to starting and running a business that's now doing over seven figures. Uh, it's really the power of evolution, and especially in some of our current time right now, all of us can learn from her. So I can't wait for you to dive in and really listen to this. And you may have to listen to it twice because she really provides some great added value content here. So guys, enjoy this one. Cheers. Welcome to Small Biz Tips with My Connections with your host, Julbert Abraham, where he invites successful six-figure or seven-figure entrepreneurs on the show to share their journey, their failure, their lessons and tips that can help and inspire up-and-coming entrepreneurs. Hello, everyone. This is Joubert Abraham. Welcome to Small Biz Tips with one of my connections here, Miss Christy Peel. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you again for taking time to jump on this with us. We're excited to have you on our podcast today. So to get the ball rolling, can you tell us a little bit more about you, what you do? Sure. So currently I'm the CEO and founder of Media Minefield. My day is about making sure that the culture of the company is healthy and planning the vision and moving us forward to see what's coming and how we can better serve our customers in the future. That's fantastic. Now I know before you even started this company, right? You were an investigative reporter. That's right. I was a TV reporter for 12 years. Oh wow. And the business started actually because I was laid off in the economic downturn. Mm. Uh, my entire unit, the investigative unit and some other folks at the ABC station in Minneapolis, we were part of cost cutting measures. Oh and God. I suddenly had to reinvent myself at, uh, and kind of when I thought was the high point of my career yeah. in television news. Wow, that's amazing because, you know, I think sometimes we all look at when someone gets laid off as a bad thing, but it turns out a great thing for you because you know, one door is closed, a new one open, and you started this company. Right? It was a gift. It really was a gift because I decided at a young age that I wanted to be a TV reporter, and I yeah. never went back and asked myself, okay, what do you, who do you want to be when you grow up? Uh-huh. And the answer to that question is really different when you're 20 than yeah. it is at 35. <laughs> I, I was a mom. I had a husband who was traveling for his mm-hmm. career, and it wasn't the best industry for me at that stage in my life. And yet I never even thought about making a change. Wow. So, so uh, now I'm really curious, right? You got laid off because that happened to me too. I got laid off and I started my business, right? So what was the first thing that you did once you found out you got laid off? Did you said, you know, screw that. I'm going to start my business and lay things out. Or how did that whole mindset thing go? You know, that would have been so much easier, (laughs) but I didn't have the clarity. Uh, I, I had never, thought I would do anything else. So yeah. I remember I got, I went to my car, my car and I uh-huh. called my husband and I said, what I'm going to tell you is a blessing, but it's a shock. And I oh, don't wow. know what I'm going to do. And I told him and he, you know, we'll get through it. It's fine. And I remember going to, I drove to Barnes and Noble. Uh-huh. Uh, I wasn't ready to be with my kids yet. I needed to, you know, kind of just get my head yeah. on straight. And I sat in the bathroom and cried a little bit and <laughs> was like, all right, we're going to see what's next. You know, one step in front of the other and decided that I was going to reinvent myself. And yeah. I didn't know what that meant, yeah. uh, but I did know that I wanted to take some time away from the business and do a little soul searching, mm-hmm. volunteering, 
uh, worked at my church. I really yeah. wanted to get in a healthier spot and understand who I was mm. and who, what my gifts were in a different way. And that process took 18 months. Wow. But that, that was important because that 18 month process, you really got to understand who you are, which led you to your current company now. So t tell us more about that. You know, you've been able to build an amazing company. Congratulations. And, you. and how, you know, what were some of the challenges, you know, growing that business? Sure. You know, the company started because I wanted to use my news background yeah. to help people. And I didn't believe that traditional public relations had a solution. So the start of the company was, I'm going to use this news background. I'm going to figure out how yeah. to do it better. And I'm going to help nonprofits because ah. I believed, you know, nonprofits have the best stories to tell oftentimes, uh -huh. not the resources to go hire a giant agency. So that was where the business started. And uh, within, I took a class at my church, decided that this was going to be my future to start this company. And I thought it would be me. I thought it would be uh, something that I would do by myself. And when I talk to entrepreneurs, I, I really challenge them to think bigger. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with a company of one. Yeah. Uh, but you can't do a company of one and change the industry. Mm. Those two things don't work. Uh, yeah. It's a bigger job than one person. So my why was to help people and, and to do PR in a totally different way. And within a year... I, I got busier and, yeah. but during that year, it was so important because I figured out the process, which we've now legally protected called newsability. Nice. You have a client, how do you get them positive press? Mm -hmm. And then how do you make that consistent and how do you leverage it? So that was the process. Step one looks like this. Step two looks like this. And step three looks like this and we can repeat it. We can teach it to other people yeah. and we can protect it. So this, the first year was, I gave a lot of work away. It was very fulfilling personally. Mm -hmm. And it was the foundation that we still stand on today. That's amazing that you said that because a lot of us entrepreneurs, even in our first years, still just trying to figure out what this looked like. But you were able to build an actual process and a system that first year and said, okay, I'm going to implement this moving forward. That's huge. Where, where, did you read any book that kind of helped put that idea in your head to build that system? You know, Good to Great uh, was uh, very helpful. Uh, I did a lot of Brene Brown, you know, mm -hmm. reading her books and, and, and I did a lot of work on myself. And I think yeah. the two things that happened that first year is that I got really clear about what I was good at mm -hmm. and what I could bring to the world and how I could use my news background to help people. And, and on the business side, I got clear about a process. I got clear about what the opportunity was in the marketplace. Yeah. And those two things happening simultaneously was the critical two pieces to build a yeah, company. That's fantastic. I love it. Now, now I, I want to dig deeper, right? So you, you've been in business for a year. Let's fast forward three years, right? Now, now you start growing a team, right? What were some of your challenges there? Because your process is not the same anymore because, <laughs> you know, you had you. Now you have a team involved. So tell us a bit more about that. Sure. Within the first couple of years, I got busier. I hired a, uh, the first employee. She's still here within year one. And in fact, she came to me after we met briefly and she said, I think I need to work for you. Wow. And I said, yes, employees, that's how I can scale. <laughs> I mean, that's how little you know, understanding I had of how to do this at yeah. the very beginning, right? And um, so within two years, I got a, a very significant national contract mm. that allowed me 
the, the finances and the yeah. resources and the relationships to scale quickly. And I had a signed contract, so I had to deliver it. Yeah. So that gave me, um, I think confidence and mm -hmm. cash, which allowed me to scale and start hiring. And I knew that I needed to build my team, uh, yeah. to help come alongside me at the executive level. And then also to hire the media coaches that are the, the backbone of what we do. So I put the team together and I made some mistakes in hiring, uh, not because I didn't find great people, but because I wasn't super clear about exactly what I needed. Yeah. Uh, however, the thing that got, I did got lucky, you know, everyone, every entrepreneur will tell you like they got, they got lucky. And some of my first hires, uh, were people that really could come alongside and where I was weak, they were strong mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they supported and believed in the vision and said, you know, I, I got the operations, you go out and get more business. So they, they saw in myself, maybe what yeah. I wasn't quite seeing yet and said, you go do more of this and we got it back here. And, and I got lucky and they're going to, you know, they're still here. That's amazing because you had to build a culture in the beginning so that they feel like, okay, we got this part, just go and focus on the business side. Right. How, how did you go about doing that? Because that is a very big challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. You know, one of the lovely gifts that I had as a journalist is I was trained to know that I didn't have all the answers and every day I had to go out and find experts. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't afraid to read books and listen to podcasts and watch, you know, YouTube videos. And I, I just, I wanted something different. And with employee number one, yeah. I knew I wanted a different kind of culture and I believed in my soul and I still do that corporate <sighs> culture gets it wrong. Mm. And I wanted Media Mindfield to be a different kind of work environment. And it was, how do we, you know, make money and pay people yeah. and serve our clients well, and also have a family first environment and take care of our people. And how could those two things happen at the same time? And that, that was very clear to me at the very beginning yeah. and things have evolved. And we have all these, especially in the agency world, which isn't known for having great culture. You know, we have bring your babies are welcome at work uh, to transition <laughs> parents, you know, men and women back to work. Uh, wow. We have a book club, we have unlimited vacation, we have unlimited sick time. You know, we have all these things because I really feel like when people work here, um, I have an obligation and a responsibility to them. And what happens at work goes home and yeah. what happens at home comes to work. And if we can do work well and, and create healthy culture and then people are going home healthy and we can have generational impact, which sounds like a wow. really kind of ridiculous statement. But what if we changed one family? Yeah. Like, that's, that's a significant impact. Yeah. So that gets me really excited and thinking about culture differently. That's exciting. I, I mean, I, I know from, you know, from the uh, research, you, you have like dress up days, you have team building activities, you have leadership program, flight school, right? So <laughs> that's pretty awesome. And what is it? Margarita Friday. That's amazing. You know, okay, you should be interviewing that. me on a Friday and you should have come in. <laughs> I, I definitely, I have to, we got to do the second one that way. <laughs> so, um, Fast forward now, you made the Inc. 5000 list. Congratulations. That Thank is a huge accomplishment. What would you say is by far the biggest contributor beside the, the, the big clients, beside the culture? What else would you say was kind of like the, the big contributor that allowed you to, to take it to that level? Evolution. Continuing to understand that a business is, is growing yeah. or it's dying. And again, I have an obligation to grow this business. My why is, you know, to help people and to help yeah, people yeah. who work here and to help clients. And 
that means evolving the company. So initially we did earned media, the kind of, that's the kind of press you don't pay for. So we got our clients press all over the country and we still do that. That's that newsability yeah. process. It became clear that there was a need for our skills because Media Minefield employees, former journalists. Mm. Uh, so there was a need for our skills in crisis. So clients were coming to us to help them in a crisis situation. So that was our service line number two. And service line number three started because I read a stat that 44% of a company's valuation is contributed to the online persona of the CEO. And wow. the best way to build an online persona, as you know, is yeah. social media. Yeah. And most CEOs don't own their message or take control or have the time and they feel overwhelmed. So what if we could create a process and protect it? It's called, we call it positive online presence or pop. And what if we could come alongside CEOs and do their social media for them and add to the bottom line of their businesses and think about it in a very different way. So that's the third thing that we've launched and I'm working on the fourth thing. So it's a, awesome. for us growing is about evolving and continuing to listen to the marketplace and our customers and, and offer them something better. You know, well, one thing you said here and you said it a couple of times is you create a process and you protected it. Yes. You know, can you talk a bit more how important that is? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, you know, I give all the credit to my mentor. I have this fantastic mentor. She's a former a president of CBS mm -hmm. Network. And she's the one that said to me, when I first met her, you have to per legally protect your process. You need to name it. So at the mm -hmm. time we were just doing earned media yeah. and I was walking around the airport after meeting her. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm Googling things and like what hasn't been used and I newsability. Oh. That's a great word. Let's go out and see if we can get that trademarked. And we did. That's and fantastic. so that was the first one. And then the second one was positive online presence. And we figured out the process, you know, the team figured out the process. Yeah. And I can say, here's what it looks like done. Yeah. And then they can say, okay, here's what it will take to do it. And let's go prove it out in the marketplace and see that there's a need. And then let's get, you know, legally protect it and name it and offer it to the world. So that's been our process. And it's interesting because the first process took us about, you know, five and a half years to get mm -hmm. like really good. And the second one took 18 months. And I think we're going to get the third one protected and out there in maybe six or less months. That's amazing. We just get better at it. <laughs> I know. I know this. That's amazing. So what would, what would you say is one tip that you would like to share with any entrepreneurs, right? That, that will help them grow their business to that seven figure mark and beyond. The one thing I would say is to continue to work on themselves. I think a lot of entrepreneurs spend a lot of time working on the business and that's super important, yeah. but the kind of leader you are when you're making $50,000 yeah. is a very different person than the kind of person who's leading a million dollar or a $10 million or a hundred million dollar company. And that only works if you are also evolving yourself. Mm -hmm. That's because fantastic. what worked at a hundred thousand does not work at a million and you can hire people where their jobs don't change, but yeah. As the leader, you have to keep changing and you have to believe that you can every day be better. Wow, this was fantastic. What's the best way that anyone can, you know, that's listening to this podcast can reach you if they want to get in touch with you? Sure, I'm on LinkedIn, Christy Peel. My last name is spelled <laughs> You know, at LinkedIn uh, website, I have, I have articles up on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm out there. Awesome. Reach and out. the website, media-minefield.com. Yep. Fantastic. 
Christy, thank you again for your time. This was amazing. I really appreciate all the good nuggets that you share with us. And thank you. Have an amazing day. Thank you. And entrepreneurs keep dreaming. That's it. That's the way to do it. Let's go. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Tips. For more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn and Instagram at Jeff Abe Online. And check out our website at www.abrahamglobal.com.